Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. A lot like our politics today, it is straight polarized. You either hate the Patriots or you love them. Chances are you live in New England. So there is no gray area on this organization. I fall in line with Bengals broadcaster Dan Horde, who is also on WEEI, and said... This is just too dumb to be true. It is too stupid to possibly be true with the smartest human being I've ever covered in sports or politics throughout my entire career, who is Bill Belichick. I cannot fathom how they would be this galactically stupid, but I understand there can be no benefit of the doubt with this organization. That is why we have to see the tape and why even if it's innocent, Roger Goodell has to hit this team hard to make them understand. It's just like us with our kids. We have to do something to prevent them from doing this again or attempting to. Just like the Houston Astros are going to have to be crushed by Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball for their own cheating scandal. Yes. Well, Dave, here's the thing, though. To, To Dan Horde or anybody else, the Patriots have already told us it's true. Like, they've already told us that they accept full responsibility and for their actions and that they were videoing the sideline. So Right, but, on but some that, it was level, not, that it was not football operations. That it was an independent, in this case, contracted videographer. So let's, let's just be clear about what they've admitted to. Yes, someone did this, but it had nothing to do with football operations. It was an independent contractor. And I have to, in this mind, believe that's true. Okay. And I'm just saying, you know, for your pointer, Dan Horde, saying, you know, they can't, po- they, 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 they can't possibly be this stupid for it to be true. We at least know, based on their statement, that it is true that the Patriots videoed the Bengals' sideline. And even if you want to believe that the videographer is an independent contractor, he's sitting next to a Patriots advanced scout. In gear. <laughs> In like, gear, like what, which is like where the, the stupidity thing comes from. What the hell are we talking from? about? In front he's of sitting all next this... to a Patriots yeah. advanced scout. And In a press box. Why would the independent contractor say, can I just delete this footage and we can forget the whole thing? I don't have an innocent explanation for that. I have a football question for you, though, before. And we're going to hear from some of the callers in the New England area, some of those Patriots fans who booed the other day. This has been a tough week for the Patriots. I mean, couldn't generate offense without a trick play, boot off the field at halftime, lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, and and now this. But a football question. 
let's say they were actually trying to steal, to spy with this video. How much could you get from that sideline? Plays are called through the microphone, through the helmet for the most part. How much actually goes on in the NFL from picking up hand signals from the sideline? Could that give you the keys to the castle? Yeah, that's the part I think is really interesting. Is I don't think very much these days. That, that was I, okay. I, I don't. I don't really know what they could get from it. You don't see a lot of signals. Most of it is being because there's a defensive player with a helmet, and there's a obviously the quarterback has the helmet earpiece. Usually the coaches go like this. They put something up to their mouth and they say blah 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 blah. You know, and they call the play. I don't really know what they could be gaining from it. But again, Dave, this is the beauty of having the footage. Is that it doesn't lie. Let's see what the footage is trained on. Let's see what they see. Let's see what they focus in on. We never saw Spygate 1 tape. Spygate 2 might be the best tape of all. Let's go to WEEI and hear from... Now, again, just, just some context here. Every station I listened to early this morning on the Radio.com app, which if you don't have it, we assume you do by now, you can listen any station around the country. I sampled a half dozen. Every one of those sports stations was talking about this story primarily. They had nothing to do with this game. They weren't Cincinnati they weren't New England. They were stations around the country. This is all their callers wanted to talk about. Naturally, it was on WEEI this morning, the Greg Hills Show. Let's hear from the callers now. All across the WEEI Sports Radio Network. I know Hall of Fame voters, NFL writers, who say, Belichick, cheater. All right, so maybe Don Shula calls him Bella cheater. So called maybe, him so maybe, he doesn't, so maybe he doesn't care then. Maybe he, I'm, that, that, maybe he doesn't care. Well, the, the things the Patriots have been blocked for are borderline competitive advantage type of stuff. It, it's stuff that's been blown up by them, though, buddy. Their pattern of behavior, their everybody does it so it don't matter attitude, okay? That's my problem with this franchise. There's a consistent pattern of behavior of they're better than everybody. We're going to do whatever we can do. And we'll, we'll uh, what do they say? Uh, you know, beg for forgiveness later. <laughs> you know, with crafting these statements and what have you. So please. To be honest, I, I, Patriot love and New England love about Why? Why even put yourself in that situation and, of all things, putting it on when you're playing the next team. I don't agree with Ken on anything, but he's 100% right on this one. If we're going to put it on this production team, then where's their responsibility? You mean to tell me what everything we've been through with this franchise, on the cheat and on the teeth, the spy gate and everything else, you're going to put yourself in that predicament? Or you're going to put your teeth in that situation? Yeah. I just don't get it. I just do not get that at all. No, not smart. Once a cheater... Always, always a cheater. Always a cheater. <laughs> right always there, wow. That's what she says. Wow. Listen, if you hadn't cheated before, I might not look at that camera that way. But now that you have, uh -huh. that you're means, suspect. Uh, that means if you, Danielle's on, uh, if she's your judge, you're never getting a second chance. That is nope. correct. Parole denied. Wow. But it's a great point. Why should they get the benefit of the doubt? Why, I mean, if it was another team that hadn't cheated, then mm -hmm. maybe you sweep it or okay, it was an honest mistake. 
Not even in Boston, Ross. Are they giving the Patriots entirely the benefit of the doubt? That's the Greg Hill Show on WEI and their callers. Your thoughts? Uh, I'm a little surprised. And I and I guess a little bit proud of the, the New England fans uh, because they are right. And it really, Dave, it, it goes back to my point earlier about guys like Brady and Brewski and Matt Light and guys that played during that era, Joe Andrewsy, because what happens is, is people lump all of this stuff in together over the 20 years and the six Super Bowls. And you might say, well, I already thought they were cheaters because of Spygate and Deflategate. And that's fine. You can have that opinion. But anytime there's more wood being thrown on the fire, the fire gets bigger, right? And this would just be even more wood. Like, I don't think Patriots fans said what they're saying now after Spygate or Deflategate. Even Patriots fans now are saying, why would you even be even close to being in this situation where you have to issue a statement from the organization saying that we accept full responsibility, right? I mean, why would you even be in that situation? For a TV show from the organization that is the least media-friendly in all of professional sports? Like, what are we talking about, Dave? The players give no quotes. The coach says nothing. They are the least media-friendly team in terms of being accommodating or telling you anything interesting with their quotes, yet... You got to appreciate the irony that they're getting busted for an in-house TV show from the least media-friendly organization ever. It is galactically stupid. Frankly, whether the football operations gets the footage or knows about it or not, it is unbelievably stupid. And it's, it's insulting, really. It really bothers me because it continues to hurt the reputation of some really good guys and some really good players. They deserve better. The Patriots fans deserve better. This organization must be beyond reproach, and they clearly are not. The Cleveland Browns are now by some measure the most irrelevant, the most pointless, the most desolate organization. They are in dire straits. Yes, they won a football game against the Cincinnati Bengals this past weekend, but they really got, frankly, outplayed. They got outgained by the Cincinnati Bengals. Not much actually going all that well for Cleveland, despite the fact they're still technically alive. It has been a dumpster fire from the start this season, from Freddie Kitchens to OBJ to the Miles Garrett situation, and now this. On Sunday, after a win... Baker Mayfield inexplicably calls out the Cleveland Browns training staff for mishandling the situation regarding OBJ's injury. 
I understand what he was trying to do. He was trying to step up for his boy, for his wide receiver, and explain why maybe he hasn't been up to standard, why he hasn't been playing that well and putting up numbers. But you don't throw your own training staff under the table the way Baker Mayfield did regarding OBJ's injury. That's not all. Jay Glazer, Fox Sports, reporting yesterday that OBJ has wanted out for some time now. In the month of October, agrees uh, Charles Robinson at Yahoo. He was telling teams to, quote, come get me. Ross, I got to say this last part is actually good news. If you are a Browns fan, a Browns executive, or anyone that cares about this organization, you have to want OBJ out of there. Not because he's a bad guy. He's one of the great receivers in the league. I actually think there's some good intentions in him, but he's got 50 million owed the next three years. And he just doesn't work for Baker Mayfield. He doesn't work for this organization. They can do more with that money. Jarvis Landry is a better wide receiver in that system for whatever reason. What was your reaction to OBJ's latest distraction? Come get me. Well, first of all, Dave, I must tell you, I am totally shocked and stunned that Odell Beckham Jr. is both injured and unhappy. I have never seen that before other than every other year he's ever played football ever. It's unbelievable. Death, taxes, and Odell Beckham Jr. dealing with some type of injury and being unhappy. It is uncanny. When is the last year he wasn't both dealing with some injury and unhappy? Last year, he had the video with, who's the guy, Lil Wayne? I, I can't remember why Lil Wayne had an interview, but he did. He had, a, he had an interview with Lil Wayne <laughs> where he was complaining about Eli. Uh, the year before that, he was a head case. I mean, it was, it's, it's uncanny. So what you just said is interesting because on the one hand, I do think there will be other teams interested in him, and it probably is not the best usage of the Browns' resources. On the other hand, you know, he's playing with a sports hernia that evidently he's had all year. And I played my senior year of college with a sports hernia. That's tough, man. Um, it's painful. It's a weird thing where you can like play in the game, but then the next couple of days after it, you feel like terrible. You're like carrying your leg around. The whole rest of your body, mine was on the right side, and it felt like the whole rest of my body was carrying my right leg around. I never practiced my senior year of college. I was just barely able to play in the game. It's the reason why Deshaun Jackson didn't play for the Eagles this year other than one game. It's the reason why Jadeveon Clowney played Sunday night but said he's really hurting. I'll be curious to see what Clowney does the rest of the year. It's a very tough injury. So if the Browns do keep him, Dave, my guess would be it's because they want to see what he and Baker can do when Odell Beckham Jr. is truly healthy and explosive, which he clearly has not been this season. 
Yeah, I, I just don't understand how this can work for them. They, they just got, at some point, got to wash your hands. You got to acknowledge you made a mistake. You traded away a talented offensive lineman that you need more than OBJ. You're right. Maybe we haven't seen the full OBJ, but we saw a much better Baker Mayfield last season without him. Baker Mayfield, now part of that might have been the coach, the coordinator, not sure. Freddie Kitchens was calling the plays. Baker Mayfield was a better quarterback before OBJ arrived. Perhaps it's too much pressure trying to feed the ball to OBJ. Bottom line is it's not working out. They could spend the the money better. Um, But what about all this drama? What we do here on Home and Home, again, just less than five minutes at commercials every hour. But it's not about our homes. It's about your homes. We go to your home markets for all your teams to get local reaction on these big stories. 92-3, the fan in Cleveland with reaction from, I mentioned, Charles Robinson, who was part of this report on OBJ. A couple of other callers, Scott Petrak, Daryl Ryder from 92-3, calling in to give their two two cents on all things Browns-related and OBJ. Listen. You cannot underplay how much injury is affecting his mindset right now. It's been three years where he's been dealing with some kind of injury or injury recovery or he hasn't. It's It's been three years since he's been yeah, the true. player that he believes he is. You know, the you know, I am this elite player. I'm out there. I'm showing it every week. I think here in Cleveland, I think the... I think he was nervous. I was told, like, look, when they remixed the coaching staff, he didn't know a lot about that staff, you know. So he gets traded, and he's—he's—it's like a feeling out process. Like, there's there's an element when you play for coaches, you want to know that they're smart coaches, that they know how to scheme, that they know how to use you. And if you feel like, hey, I have this certain skill set, they're going to be able to use me properly. I don't think he knows that yet. I think he questions. Do they know how to use me yet? And I think they look at him and say, you're not fully healthy. We're not 100% sure how to use you when you're not fully healthy, but we're trying to get along. We're all trying to get along here. The Browns have the final say in that general manager John Dorsey and ownership will have a decision to make, but I'm not sure he's 100% one way or the other. And that's certainly how he sounded last week when we talked to him as you know he the few he doesn't know the future he doesn't know if he wants to be here or doesn't want to be here um and i kind of believe that i kind of believe that one day he might be happy here and one day he's not happy here so if that's the case then maybe he can get worked out and he's content coming back for another year but i just don't know if we know that right now and if you believe Jay Glazer's report that he's telling other teams, come get me, that's obviously obviously not a good sign. I don't know what to make of the report from Jay Glazer that he's telling opponents before the game to come get me. Uh, I, I talked to a couple of former players yesterday who told me that um, – there probably needs to be more context with those type of remarks because guys tend to say that a lot, you know, before games. It's just their way of, you know, communicating with each other and, you know, if anything happens, you know, maybe keeping the market somewhat hot for them. Those are our friends, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. You can listen to them anytime to get Brown's reaction. 92.3 The Fan is on the radio.com app. I said 50 million OD, OBJ. My friends, it's Track. Remind me, it's 
About 60 million owed OBJ between now and 2023. I believe, Ross, the only way Tom Brady stays in New England is when he teams up with OBJ. Short of that, I think he's out. This is a perfect opportunity. Of course, you're not going to get any offensive line help there, so I'm not sure if that exactly works out. Well, and I think I actually think that the Patriots offensive line will be fine next year. I like the way Isaiah Wins played. And when they get David Andrews back at center, I think the Patriots offensive line's fine next year. I do think they'll be aggressive at wide receiver. I would not be surprised if Odell Beckham Jr. is a consideration. The only issue there is they don't like guys that get hurt a lot. Uh, there's an old saying, Dave, guys that get hurt a lot, get hurt a lot. And that's the case, Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know how he trains or what he does, but his body is already breaking down and has been breaking down the last few years. So that would be the one hesitation there. I will say this. To Daryl Ryder's point, um, one, of the, uh, one of the voices we heard there in that excellent compilation put together by our guy Jordan Cohn is players do talk like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the Browns were in a losing streak. He probably said to some guys for a game, hey, you guys got to come get me, man. Hey, you guys, you know, like, that's yep. not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much stock in that. Now, I do believe he's unhappy. And why would you be happy? You're on a losing team, you're injured, and you're having a crappy year. I mean, if he was happy, that actually would be a little weird, right? So I do believe he's unhappy. But this telling other teams to come get him, I think that part of it's a little overblown. Now, if he called guys or called front office people or had his reps, very different than before game being like, man, you guys got to come get me. That's just, that's just how some guys talk. What are we? Uh, this is 11 days of podcast. Yesterday was 12 days of podcast. Um, and, and we're breaking down where we are in the Christmas uh, calendar and it's getting to crunch time man there are fewer shopping days which means fewer days to get the decorations the lights the presents and the tree we're running out of time brother you are up against it yeah uh we still don't have a tree we were in hawaii because i called the army at hawaii game and my family came out for a week so probably didn't make sense or have an opportunity to get a tree before that. That would have been before Thanksgiving. But here's the issue. My wife works full time. And I travel and work on the weekends. So we used to have one spot, Dave, where we live in central Pennsylvania yeah. that was open during the week at night. They were open until like 8 o'clock at night. So we would go as a family on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night and we would get our tree. That place closed. We are now no longer aware of any place around here where you can go and get a, a live cut tree during the week. It's, or I'm wow. sorry, at night. They all close at like 4 p.m. That's, so that, that's, if, un, that's really unfortunate. Okay, 4 p.m.? I mean, no one's home from work. Yeah, I don't get it either. In fact, this will sound bad, but I'm about to text my nanny and tell her to try to find a place within 30 miles 
that's open till eight o'clock at night. Oh, what a rich guy move. What a douche. What a douchey move. Texting your nanny to find you a place to buy a tree and you're calling me the rich guy. I don't Hold have a, a nanny. That is Hold a, a douchey move. My wife works full time and I obviously don't have a job where I could like take the girls to school or do things. I, I have to be on the air with you. Have to. Not choosing to. I'm contractually out. And no, I'm just kidding. Right, so, right. Um, and when you have a household employee, one of the challenges is finding ways to fill the time of the household employee. You know, you want to make sure that that person is busy and that you are, you know, you are allocating their time efficiently. And so that would be a move that I could make. Yes. And in fact, at the next break, I will make it because I do want to be able to get a tree as a family and not have my wife just get it with the girls this weekend. The only time, because Friday I leave to go to the Army Navy game. Saturday I'm calling the Army Navy game nationally in the booth, thankfully not sideline. I froze my ass off the last three years on the sideline at that game. I'll be in the booth this year. So the only other time we could do it, Dave, would be Sunday afternoon, like when NFL games are going on. The place is supposedly closed at four. I'll be doing Eagles pregame from 10 to 12.45. My wife has suggested... DVRing the red zone and DVRing the Eagles game, going to get the tree, coming back, and then having to catch up on both. Your thoughts, Dave Briggs? No freaking way. You cannot DVR red zone. You cannot DVR the Eagles game. That will throw everything off. You've got to find another way. Either one, Ross Tucker has to start getting into the fake tree game. That's just going to have to be reality no! in a busy home. Like no! yours. I, either you're going to have to do that. So you have one that can just be set up by your nanny because God knows you ain't going to do it. Or two, you just got to go do it yourself, dude. You just got to go pick out that tree right no, after I, this program is over at 1030 a.m. and get a tree. Sorry, no, with, I, without your family. I could do that. I could do that. But it, it's like a tradition. We've Not always anymore. gone as a family and gotten the tree together. First of all, fake trees should be illegal. Okay. If you get a fake tree, China is winning. Okay. Let me just tell you that China is winning. If you do you have a fake tree, Dave, I've never had a fake tree. I, I can't do it. Not, not until the kids are out of the house and still probably not then. No, if you get a no. fake tree, China is winning. You cannot get a fake tree. That's probably where they're made. They're probably made in China. You cannot do that, okay? You get a real tree, especially, Dave, when you live in, you're from Colorado, you live in Pennsylvania. I got a million trees right here. You know You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. No. Yes. You're just going to cut one off your property? Yes. No, you're not. That is like a real man. That is not a bad idea. Down there, I don't think they're really Christmas trees, but down there, they look like Christmas trees. I could get 
somebody else's chainsaw because God knows I don't own one or even just a nice saw and I could saw it down at night. The lighting will probably be an issue. No, don't need to do it at night. We'll do it 8 o'clock Sunday morning. We'll do it in the morning. You've swayed me. I kind of like this idea. I do have a lot of friends down here in the Connecticut region that always have a tradition of going out to one of the farms. They go in on the, uh, the, the whatever, the um, wagon or whatever it might be. Maybe it's a sleigh. And they do actually cut down, chop down their own tree with the kids, drag it up to the wagon, throw it on. They say it's one of the great traditions that they have each and every year. I am way too damn lazy for that. And I just don't have the time for that. A couple of hours to go get a tree. We drive about five minutes from my house every year. Same place. Buy a tree. We're in and out of there. Kids are complaining after about eight minutes, five minutes back home. Every year, Ross, here's our tradition. We put up this tree and we go, God, it sucks. We got another crappy, underwhelming, <laughs> shaggy tree i don't we're fooled every year we bring it home we set it up it looks pathetic and we're disappointed we say next year we're going to go taller next year we're going to go wider next year we're going to succeed and every year without fail we fail uh that's actually really sad i used to with my family we used to go out always the friday morning after thanksgiving and we would go and we would actually cut the tree down at one of the places in Pennsylvania. Since we're here at near Reading, where I'm from, since we live here with my wife, we really don't have that kind of time. We just go to a place where they've already cut the tree and we just point out, okay, that's the one we want. And then they wrap it up and everything. And then we come home and I bring it in. My wife sets up the stand and it's got the, the hole up the middle of it. And I'm like, all right, is it in? Is it in, honey? Is it in? All right. Uh, what is sad, though, is I never really have time to put the ornaments on with the family. That becomes a wife and daughter's thing. My only contribution is actually getting the tree. So I need to get the tree. No fake trees. And I don't know how you get a bad one every year if you go and there's a bunch to pick from. Like, how is that possible? I don't know. We're just fooled by the size, the scope, and the scale when it's on the lot. They must look bigger. They must look fuller. Maybe they pump them full of steroids while they're on the lot. I don't know what happens, but every time we get them home, they look uh, just pathetic by comparison, and we've done it yet again. We haven't solved your quandary, though, Christmas tree quandary. So let's welcome in our good friend, Elliot Shore Parks, who... Eagles Insider from WIP Radio. Good to see you, buddy. We're going to get into this intriguing tale of two halves and Monday Night Football and Ross Tucker being soaked out there. Can you solve his Christmas tree quandary? Does he go into his yard and chop a tree? Does he go fake? Because sometimes fake is better than real. Or does he go on and buy one himself and buck the family tradition? So I, I'm split on this one. Uh, Cause I've been listening and I'm torn. I mean, you definitely have to go with your family. Like you got to do that. That's what I think you have to do. That being said, I am team fake Christmas tree. Like I think you should just oh. join the times. 
get a fake tree. I mean, what are we proving here? Is this the North Pole? Like, just put put the put the fake Christmas tree. It looks the same. It gets the job done. It's easier. It's better. So that's what you should do. But since you're not going to do that, I think you have to go and miss football and cut the tree down. So I'm going to have to go and miss football, Elliot. Yeah. All right. So by the way, let me just say this, uh, Dave. I got a couple things for for Elliot here. First of all, Elliot and I walked into the stadium last night together. Okay. And I'm I was complaining to Elliot and Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice about how I was gonna have to be in the rain for four hours. And Elliot, while he's holding an umbrella, before he's about to sit in his press box seat, is like, it really won't be that bad. I mean, like you're you're dressed for it. It really won't be that bad. While, Dave, he had an umbrella for an approximately 65-yard walk from his car to Lincoln Financial Field's media entrance and used uh, an umbrella the whole time. By the way, I also think... I also think I mean, does, does, any, does any part of... Does any part of that story then surprise you that I use a fake Christmas tree? Like, what do you think? I'm no. going out in the woods and chopping no. one down? Like, No, here's the deal. I feel like this is a very – Ellie, how old are you? I actually just turned 32. Okay, I knew that. You are – so you're a classic right-in-the-middle millennial, correct? Correct. I feel like fake trees are – very millennialish. It's the easy the way sense. to go. It's the easy way to go. I also feel like umbrellas are very who you who has an umbrella. You know, you also wear scarves, don't you? Scarves uh, and umbrellas. Who listen? Real men don't wear um don't wear scarves and don't hold umbrellas. Okay. So I, unless I you're actually holding unless you're you. holding an umbrella for a woman. And you're being chivalrous. If you're a real man, you just soak in the rain. You just walk in the gosh darn rain because you're tough. And you're you're from Philly, Elliot. You don't need an umbrella for 65 yards. Stop badgering the Look, witness. I agree with you. I'm just too beautiful not to have an umbrella. You know, like I need it. I got to look right. I'm in the press box. Like I had to do it. Everyone's got an umbrella, Ross. What the hell are you talking about? No, no. Every person Wrong. I know, man and woman, millennial Wrong. or boomer, has a damn umbrella because they're not stupid. No. Why would you have an umbrella? Yeah. It's a waste. Of, it's a waste. To stay dry. So tell me, why would Dave, you get a, why why do you, you get a real okay. tree? So, Dave, what do you have an umbrella for? Just so I know. Is it for the 20 seconds... From when you walk out of your house before you get in the car service to go down to your New York studio for CNN? Or is it when the car service drops you off at the door and you're out for 12 feet before you walk into CNN? What? Tell me exactly when you're using the umbrella, you CNN rich boy, fashion conscious loser. First off, moron, the driver holds the umbrella for me. I don't need my own umbrella for that, bitch. Secondly, I'm home at 7.30 in the morning. 
I drive around kids to school, to appointments, to practice, to recitals, dance, and everything else class. And that involves a lot of parking, a lot of walking. I'm going to grocery stores. I'm going in and out of school for pickup. And unlike you, yeah, I like to do those things. Okay, I okay, like to okay. Keep all that and keep all of us dry. It's whoa, just idiotic. Whoa, 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 whoa. We whoa, talked whoa, about whoa. this too long. Don't even Let's go there with involved dad. Don't even go there with involved dad. But let me ask you this. Forget your kids for a second, okay? Let's yes, say I you're still wearing want an umbrella, dude. No, 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 hold a second. Okay. Are you wearing a rainproof jacket? Yeah, sure. I don't okay, know. Okay, so then what do you need the umbrella for? Your pretty face, your 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 gelled up hair. What do you need the umbrella for if you have a waterproof rain jacket? I don't educate me on this. Elliot, am I on a different freaking planet than this guy right now? See, the difference is Ross doesn't do his hair. Like, Dave has fly hair. I have fly hair. Ross just puts on some knit hat or, like, a hood up and acts like it's nothing when he walks in somewhere. There, exactly. <laughs> See, that's how that's how Ross is looking. Like, yeah, I wouldn't use an umbrella if my entire face was covered, too. Like, yesterday, he was saying that I was being soft. He had on an entire rain outfit ready to go for like a monsoon it was lightly drizzling for a few hours like yeah i used an umbrella but at least i admitted i was being soft <laughs> i i have never in 43 years heard an anti-umbrella rant until now so bravo ross tucker you are the first in the history of sports or any other form of radio or podcasting to be anti-umbrella i think i have two hey. or three Dave, speaking yes. of anti, okay, Elliot Shore Parks is known throughout the globe as being anti Carson Wentz. There mm -hmm. is no bigger Carson Wentz hater in the media than Elliot Shore Parks, who says he's not good, says he's a, basically a loser, and also says every game's the most important game that Carson Wentz has ever played. Elliot. What is your retort to last night's performance by Mr. Wentz? So you say I'm a Carson Wentz hater. I always just say I'm a Carson Wentz realist. And after last night, I have to tell the truth. And Carson was extremely clutch last night. He led that team back to a victory they had no business winning. He was what you want a franchise quarterback to be. Now, for the first three quarters, he did not play great. But where you really want Wentz to earn his money, and where I think he's actually going to from here on out, is in these must-win situations. And last night, after struggling in the first half, he was 21 of 33 in the second in the second half for over 200 yards, two touchdowns, and obviously had the game-winning drive in overtime. So everything I've said about Carson is true. But last night, I believe, could be the start of changing the narrative and being, I think, a big moment in Carson's career. All right, let's listen to uh, the head coach. Doug Peterson was on your station, WIP Radio in Philadelphia. You can get that on the radio.com app anytime you want. Coach Peterson on this morning talking about Carson Wentz. Yes, he was struggling mightily in the first half. And again, no Jordan Howard, no Deshaun Jackson, no Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. It's been a disaster on the injury front. Here's the head coach talking about the QB comeback. Can you talk a little bit about how what he showed you in the second half and in overtime? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously the first half is, gosh, it was just it, it definitely didn't go 
our way, um, you know, offensively, I thought defensively real quick, defensively, I thought played uh, outside of the two third downs, um, the two plays there, explosive plays played really, really well, uh, kept, kept the offense in the game. And then, you know, at halftime, we just made our normal, um, you know, offensive and defensive adjustments that, that we would make in a, in the normal course of a game, you know, and, and, and for me as a coach, it just, it, it was a matter of just, the guys just, um, you know, understanding it, it became a, it became kind of a pride issue. You know, it's just, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta man up and, and, and figure out a way to get this thing done. And of course our quarterback did an outstanding job in the second half. He's a great leader of this team. Eagles coach Doug Peterson on WIP radio this morning, Angelo Cataldi. Uh, here's the realism here though, Elliot. Okay, fine. They won an overtime. They beat Eli Manning who had a total of 30 Giants yards in the second half. They needed a comeback to beat the miserable Giants, who might be the worst football team in the NFL. I feel no better about your Eagles this morning than I did before that game. So they play the miserable Washington Redskins next week. After that, they play the miserable Dallas Cowboys. And then they get a rematch with the miserable Giants the week after that. Like, I agree. The Eagles are not a good football team. But you know what? Okay. They're the best team in the NFC East right now. They they are. I mean, I, I didn't think I'd be saying that. All year, I felt the Cowboys were better. But right now, the Eagles are going to the playoffs. Like, this is where this season is heading. I think they're going to win out. And I think they're the the best, worst team, I guess, in that division. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.